you're listening to the J. John Podcast. This week, we have the second of three special Christmas episodes. If you missed the first one, listen again on the J. John Podcast. If you're not yet feeling Christmassy, then that's all about to change. You're listening to Christmas with J. John and Friends. Welcome to our Christmas programme. Thank you so much for joining us wherever you're watching from. It's wonderful to be here celebrating this wonderful Christmas season with our guests, Noel Robinson, Leah Sachs, Lou Fellingham and Mark Green. Welcome. Thank you for being here. And our prayer is that during this time together, we're all going to have a faith lift. Last year, our son, Michael, who's a vicar in London, he said to his son, our grandson, who took Jesus from the nativity set? And our little grandson said, Daddy, don't worry about it. It's not the real Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we are talking about the real Jesus in this programme together. And it's just wonderful. I love thinking about the historical, like the nativity and and scenes and how that all started. And interestingly, in my husband's book, (laughs) we discover that it started in 1223 with St. Francis of Assisi, who built a nativity scene with live oxen, live donkeys, not a live baby, but a carved baby in a crib and um, he wanted people to experience how Christmas would have been, how that birth would have been in all its poverty and discomfort. So what a great thing to think that that's how it started. And what about things like crackers, Killy? When did they start? So crackers, yes, that was uh, Tom Smith, actually. He invented crackers from going to Paris, actually, and seeing a sweet, a bonbon, wrapped in paper. And he thought, oh, that's a good idea. So he came back, brought that over, and it sold brilliantly at Christmas. And he thought, how can I get it to sell all year round? So then he started putting love notes inside those wrapped sweets. And then he was sitting by the fire and he heard the fire crackling. And do you know, that gave him the idea to put a little bang into the cracker. And that was how the cracker started. 
great information, yeah. details. <laughs> a lot of these things we don't always know. But let's press on and let's welcome our guest, Lou. Come and join us. Hi. Hi. It's so good to see you both. Lovely to have you on the programme, Lou. Lou, just tell us a little bit, because I know you're from quite, quite a musical family. Yes. Do tell us, do you have any special traditions that you do at Christmas that involve music? Oh, that is a good question. I have to say, not lots of traditions around music. So my father-in-law is a, um, a trumpet player and also loves to gather lots of musicians, so we often celebrate that way. And with my family, we, we might sing a few carols around the piano. Um, a lot of our Christmas also involves food and lots of children camping out on the bedroom floor. Oh, it's always food, food, fellowship, friends, family is part of the Christmas. Now, for you, Lou, uh, what does Jesus mean to you? Well, I found Jesus when I was five years old. My mum and dad spoke to me about him growing up and I discovered that this man loved me so much that he was going to give himself for me. And I thought, man, I, why, why would he do that for me? He doesn't even know me. And my mum said to me, actually, he really does know you and he loves you and he gave himself so that you could be with him forever. So all the things he'd done wrong, like, you know, stealing a little biscuit from the biscuit jar or perhaps telling a fib or two, you know, those things bring separation between you and God. But actually, he loves you so much. He's dealt with that and he's, he's giving you forgiveness. And so I thought, man, I really want to know him. So at Christmas time, I get the opportunity to celebrate the moment when Jesus came to earth, born into flesh. And um, I just love to sing about God becoming man at that point. Amazing. And some of the words to many of the Christmas carols are very inspiring. Do you have a favourite Christmas song or carol? I, again, love many carols. I know Leah mentioned that she loves lots of them. Um, but today I'm going to share the song, O Holy Night, because it was a holy moment when Jesus arrived on earth. But also it resounds throughout eternity that he is holy and actually that he is Lord. And he came to meet us in our need. Absolutely. And it definitely is Achilles and mine, one of our favourites oh, of all well time. Then. The pressure's on. <laughs> no, no, we're going to really enjoy it. It's going to be beautiful. Oh, okay. Thanks, Lou. Divine 
shall it break, chains shall he break, for the slave is our brother, and in his name all oppression shall cease. Sweet hymns of joy, in grateful chorus raise we, let Beautiful. Beautiful. Wonderful. Thank you so much. And now it gives us great pleasure to introduce our next guest, Mark Green. Mark, welcome back to Thank the you. program. Shalom shalom. shalom, shalom. Shalom, It's so great to have you here. Now, Mark, I know you're from a Jewish heritage uh -huh. and that your lovely wife is Finnish from yeah. Finland. And I just wonder, do you have any special traditions that you do at Christmas? We do, yes. We do the Finnish Christmas and a sort of English Christmas as well as a little bit of Hanukkah before, so we get oh. three celebrations. <laughs> Finnish is, is it's beautiful. They start on Christmas Eve and the president at noon on Christmas Eve declares the Christmas peace, which is 48 hours of peace. And if you commit a crime in that 48 hours, double penalty. And then, actually, the Finnish tradition is to go and honour um, their dead relatives. They go and visit the graveyards, put lights on them, and then, uh, then they, have, they have porridge with an almond in it, which is a little bit like Christmas, Christmas pud with a sixpence, and if you get the almond, yeah, it's going to be a great year. And then, and then Father Christmas comes to every house, physically. It's amazing, actually amazing. So he comes in, yes, it's true, he does absolutely do that. They hire people to do that. We've always, or, or a relative does it, if you're available this year to come to our house. Thank that you. Be, be like to it. Always wanted to do that. And then we have this huge feast and then, um, you know, then we always read Luke chapter two, as they also do in Germany, as we learned last time, yeah. you know, beautifully read. And then we have a feast and then Christmas for the Finns, nothing happens. They eat all the leftovers for days. Oh. Massive feast. So we have English Christmas on Christmas Day. So oh. double woman. So win-win. A lot of cooking. Win-win there, Mark. Win-win-win. A lot of cooking. A lot of cooking. A lot of cooking. Now, cooking. Uh, in, in the Christmas season, Mark, many of our carols, the word incarnation yeah. frequently comes up, whether it's reading carols, yeah. songs. What does the word incarnation mean? Well, deity incarnate, God incarnate means God in the flesh. God coming 
in human flesh for us. It doesn't mean, for example, we think about Mary, it doesn't mean that, if you like, God planted Jesus in Mary's womb as if Mary was a surrogate mother. It means actually God by his spirit activates one of Mary's eggs, if you like. So Jesus is fully Mary and fully divine, truly Mary, truly divine. Um, so he then comes. So God loves us so much that his son is prepared to set aside his, his if you like, omnipresence, his, his connection to the Father so close to limit himself into human form so that he might show us that it's possible to live a human life really well. It's possible to suffer and still stay close to God. It's possible to live well before the Father. Now, Mark, was that the only way that God could come? I think so, yes, I think so, because what, what Jesus is showing us, really, well, he's coming because human beings rebelled against God. So who's going to make it right? <laughs> a new human being has to make a sacrifice, if you like, to make it right for human beings. A new human being has to show that it's possible to be faithful as the first Adam first human being was meant to do, but he rebelled. So how can, how can he do it? So it has to be uh, somebody who shares our humanity. Not only so that we, if you like, can see, can, can see that Jesus identifies with us. You know, we have somebody who identifies with our suffering because we know he's been tempted. We know he's been persecuted. We know he's been betrayed. We know he's been mocked, as many people are. But also because that sacrifice has to take care of what we've done. It has to be a human sacrifice. Many people find it difficult, Mark, believing that God the all-powerful became a baby. Uh, what do we do if we can't quite understand that? It is difficult, isn't it? Um, it's a massive, it's, it's a mystery. And I think there are some mysteries where, in a way, we go, Lord, help me to understand that because I think some things, it's beyond, in a sense, human, human computation to work out how does the infinite creator God who created the whole universe, the stars and everything, you know, we can't even measure how far it goes. Absolutely. How, how does a being like that, how do, how do they limit themselves, if you like, into, the, into this, in this baby? It's extremely difficult to un understand. But at the same time, oh my goodness, ponder it. Yes. Ponder it and think, oh, what an amazing truth. And Mark, I know that you've written many poems uh, over the years, and I think you're going to read one for us today. Sure, yeah. This one is about um, Mary. She suffered in many ways and rejoiced in many ways. Um, and this was one really about her being a mum. And uh, uh, it's not a very serious poem. <laughs> it's called Playtime Nursery Rhyme. You're absolutely gorgeous. You're so much fun. You're the lord of the years and the king of the deep. But in 22 minutes, I'm laying you down to sleep. I love the way you gurgle and I adore your little smile. I know you're on a mission and you're the chosen one. But right now, I'm gonna drum my little brown fingers on your little round tum. Oh, Yeshua, Yeshua, I know you'll save Israel and the whole world too. Lead us out of slavery, make our stone hearts new. But am I not of all women unimaginably blessed? 
It's me who tickles your tiny toes, and me who nuzzles your nuzzly nose, and me who cradles you at my breast and watches your little eyelids flutter as you rest. Why, why me, little one? I wonder, do you know? Because, son of God, son of Joe, you're my son, and I'm your mum. Oh, it's absolutely. beautiful, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> absolutely inspiring. Oh, thank you, Mark. That was really great, wonderful. And now we're going to go to Noel, who is going to sing for us Hark the Herald. Ooh. We're having a party in this place. <laughs> yeah. Hark the herald, angels sing glory to the new born king peace on earth and mercy mild God and sinners reconciled joyful all ye nations arise join the tribe of the sky with angelic hope proclaim Christ is born in Bethlehem hark the herald angels Heaven adored Christ the everlasting Lord Late in time Behold him come Offspring of The virgin's womb Veiled in flesh The Godhead see Hail the incontinency Pleased as man With man to dwell Jesus our mentioned earlier in the program about crackers and these are pretty classy crackers and uh, with a cracker you pull it Killy let's pull it whoa and what is in there one two three there are three things in a cracker first there's a hat Second, there's a kind of a joke. Third, there's a gift. 
three interesting things here. It's not really a hat, it's a crown. Why is it a crown? Because as the Bible says, and Killy's going to read it. In Revelation, it says, Jesus is Lord of all lords and King of all kings. And there's a message. And the message of Christmas is this. So from Luke, the Saviour, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, was born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And there's a gift. And the gift of Christmas is Jesus. And the Bible says, Thank God for this gift too wonderful for words. Too wonderful for words. So I'd like you, this Christmas time, if you do have crackers and you do pull them, remember this, it's not a hat, it's a crown. There is a message. The message is that a saviour has been born and there is a gift, Christ. God could not have made himself bigger to impress us. So he made himself smaller to attract us. This season of Christmas, we all have the opportunity to receive Christ. He is the gift of Christmas. And when we receive Christ, we experience forgiveness from the past, new life here today, and a hope for the future. Christmas is a season to renew our faith. And maybe you've had a tough year and you need to renew your faith. There's no time like Christmas to do that. Christmas is a time to release our fears. We read in the good book, the perfect love of Christ casts out fear. So if you have any kind of fears this Christmas time, it's Jesus who can release you from those fears. Receive Christ, renew your faith, release your fears, and Christmas is a time to rebuild our broken friendships. And maybe there's been a friendship this year that's broken that needs to be restored. What better time of the year to do that than now? I love that picture in the last book of the Bible, in the book of Revelation, where it has Jesus standing outside of a door, knocking. And the words are, I stand at the door and knock if anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in. If you've heard Jesus knocking on your door, why don't you open that door now and let Jesus in to receive him, to renew your faith, to release your fears, and to say, Jesus, come and help me rebuild my broken friendships. If you want to do that, pray this prayer now. Jesus, I do believe that you are the King, the Saviour. 
I open the door of my life now. Come into my life. Cleanse my life. Set me free. Release me from my fears. Fill me with your presence, your peace. Help me from this day on to build my life on you. Thank you, Jesus, for hearing my prayer. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us this week. And we'd hand back over to the wonderful musicians and we look forward to seeing you next week. Lord
Christmas at the Movies is J. John's new Christmas book, a collection of reflections on some of his favourite festive films. This short book features Christmas classics such as Home Alone, Miracle on 34th Street and How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Each chapter highlights a simple lesson we can learn from Christmas movies. And the book covers topics such as family relationships, living with regret, the pressures of having the perfect Christmas and, of course, the true reason for the season. Get your copies of Christmas at the Movies today from jjohn.com.